Chad Prather rose to internet fandom as the man who's unapologetically Southern. Keith Oaks is a published author who failed his way to success. Together, they tackle today's headlines in a way only a Southern Spitfire and a millennial mogul can. Take off your sport coat, grab a beer, and enjoy the conversation. This is Second Shot with Chad Prather and Heath Oaks. Yes, that is me smacking on my Skittles. (laughs) It makes me so happy that they had Skittles. I love some gummy, chewy candy. This is Heath, uh, your host for Second Shot. We got... Partner Robert Halbert in the house again this week. What's happening? And producer Zach and Kristen. Hey, hey, hey. y'all got y- you. You know you want some Skittles. Oh, we got like so a pizza size. I hope Jenny listens here. to this because I've been in your house and there's nothing that says Skittle anywhere in your house. I know that's why I, I get them and hide them in my car. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> You're busted now. We have, we have to go bags by the door. You can just take some with you. Sweat. Yeah. Now let me ask you this, Robert. Since your last podcast episode has your LinkedIn blew up. <laughs> I like oh. to make fun of because Robert has no oh. social media. I mean, I, over the last he's like, like, he's like couple of months, social media. I get like two or three like friend requests a day on there now. It's pretty no, cool. So there you go. Really nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, what we do on, on Second Shot, just so everybody knows, we, we take headlines or we take stories and things, and we try to take a second shot on them and twist them to our personal life or business life in any way we think we can help. We like to have a little fun, a little humor in it. Um, as well as maybe try to bring some practical advice uh, for your daily listening pleasure. So um, the first headline that we've got coming up, I think, is is, is, is pretty interesting. And this is going to be a good one because I'm going to have everybody do some guessing here, okay? Everybody with me? I want to guess last. Oh, yeah, I'm in. <laughs> Headline. Many of the world's billionaires had this first job in common. So you might want to look at, take a heed at this study that, looked at the beginning of the richest 100 people in the world to see if there was a connection between their education and first job and making billions. More than 53 of the top 100 people in Forbes magazine, World Billionaires List, started out by working for another company. Uh, And of those, the first job that led to the making of the most billions was blank. It was closely followed by several other. The first career path for 17 of the top 100 um, were entrepreneurs. Okay, so what is your guess? What is the number one job that these all have in common? I think Zach should go first. Go, Zach. I got it. I'm going to go grocery store bagger slash cart pusher. Grocery store bagger slash cart pusher. That's just because you think about the integrity of putting your cart back. Yeah. Well, I mean, also, I did it. But yeah, it seems (laughs) seems like a common job. I hope people are watching the video. Oh, yeah, Yeah. I just threw Skittles in my mouth. I forget we have on video. (laughs) That's funny. Go to YouTube, check that out. I was just sitting there chugging the Skittles, smacking. I forget it's on video. (laughs) He's got a nice suit on, though. We'll give him that. Christian. I'm going to go paper boy. Ooh, good one. Entrepreneur. Why not? Why boy? How sexist is that? Could it be paper girl? You said. I don't know. It could be sexist. paper girl. You're sexist. <laughs> What's yours? Some sort of sales. Mm. Salesperson, it is. Really? I knew you would guess oh, it. Oh, wow. Salesperson. Listen. I was hoping to be bagger boy at a grocery store because that's my very first job yeah. I had legitimately. It's a, it's I had a good that one, was, yeah. They, the, that was closely followed by. Didn't last long. So <laughs> most of them were salespeople, followed by stock trader, uh, software developer, engineer, analyst, and accountant. Um so Those Bill, sound like first careers, not first jobs. No, first job Aww. is sales. Yeah, yeah. Sort of, no. They could have been selling those school books like Except one of those companies does. They Bill Gates, uh, he was just always a computer software entrepreneur. That's <laughs> what Bill Gates was. Uh, Warren Buffett, investment salesman, uh, software developer. Um, but how crazy is that sales? Now, does that surprise you, Robert? You're the one who guessed it. 
not really. I I, I kind of have to agree a little bit with Kristen because you would think in first job would be like, like going to work at a fast food restaurant, but yeah. like a career like, path, I guess, once you kind of get old enough to actually go to work, you know, um, not really. Yeah, I mean, because your first like real job, like when you're getting out, you're you're getting a job and and doing I all mean, that. Anything I tell I tell people like all the time when we bring them in for recruiting and stuff because you know what we do a lot of times is commission only is and I always say hey the guy signing your check wherever you work right now <laughs> he's commission only too you're selling something if you own a company it doesn't matter what it is if you own a you know a recording studio you're selling you're selling yourself to be able to produce and do things for people if you're running anything if you it sells I mean that's that's what that's what makes the world go around, in my opinion. You know, what's interesting is is that there's a, a, a huge movement now. There's massive uh, schools that you can get your bachelor's degree in sales. So you can get a professional selling degree. And it's, it's so funny. When I say that, people look at me like, oh, wow, that's crazy. You know, but why is it? Think about it. The number one industry in the world, the number one position needed is sales. Nothing is, no business is alive without sales. Correct? Mm-hmm. Why the hell would we have the biggest position need to be hired would we not have a bachelor's degree for that right like why, why, why would you not yeah it seems doesn't like make any sense correct mm-hmm. so we do now there's a lot of schools that have it uh, baylor and unt uh baylor um and and utd dallas here in the local area have really good ones but what do you think it is why would you say there is a commonality with sales as far as when you say that what do you mean I think, I think Why because you have to be like a driver when yeah. when you're in sales. You have to be a go-getter and you have to be hungry. Oh. A lot of other professions, you can just kind of coast mm. or you can wait for other people to tell you what to do. And so if we're talking about business owners and entrepreneurs, they have to have that same drive, that same hunger in order to propel themselves forward. Yeah, fearless. There's a lot of, you know, when, when, I, when I first got into sales, I was a week out of high school, you know, selling cars and you know it was tough at first but you're you're exactly right it's all about you know being fearless and having drive i mean it's it's performance based you yeah. know you got you got to perform you got to as my dad used to tell me when i first got into sales we used to say pay that you know pay the monkey peanuts to dance you know the more peanuts you give him the more he's going to dance kind of like the harder you work the you know the more you try the 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 bigger your check's going to be you know and i agree i would tell you i, I would challenge everybody i here's what i always love the most this is what I'll get when people call me um, saying about the job, about a sales job, right? A, I'm not a salesperson, hmm. okay? Or B, sales isn't for me. I, I can't do that. That's what they say, right? They, or I'm not a Or they'll call me and say, you need to hire someone so they can talk to people really well. All of those are three of the biggest misconceptions with sales. For sure. Sales can be taught. Sales can be trained. Sales can be learned. You do not have to Work be- ethic. You do not have to be a, a driving, hard-nosed, pushy the, see, the, the bad experiences you have with salespeople, the pushy ones, those are bad salespeople in general. They're not good salespeople, okay? So because if you come off as pushy, you're not good. This whole, like, savage closer stuff, those people hmm. are idiots, okay? Because in my opinion, sales is asking the questions, let your customers tell you what they need, and give them what they need, and it's very simple. Old saying goes, when the value exceeds the cost, the consumer will purchase. But I will tell you, too. I understand I, that. I fully believe this. Everybody on this call, if you have, if you want to become an entrepreneur, if you want to get better, if you want to round out your skills, get in sales. This this story tells it. I promise you, you need to learn sales. You you don't have to be the best at it. I guarantee you um, that all of them on here, it's not that they may have been the best at sales because we have some great salespeople that were not good in leadership roles. Okay, and it takes some For of sure. them a long time to make their deal. Vice versa, but getting your teeth kicked in in some sort of sales. 
making those calls to do that can teach you an extreme amount of lessons, obviously, as this does. Would you agree? For sure. For sure. I don't, you know, sales is the toughest but most rewarding profession there is. And I say any anytime you're doing anything, whether you're talking to your kids and trying to get them to understand something, you're talking to, you know, people you work with and trying to get them to understand and do something, you're selling. You're, you're always selling. selling, you know. And once somebody, like I said, once the value exceeds, it doesn't have to be a monetary value, but once the mental value or any kind of value exceeds the actual cost, you're going to buy it, you know. And it, that's what makes the world go around. Like I said before, I mean, sales is – where it, where it happens. I mean. well, you, and I believe it's a, an important skill to learn. That's why, I mean, like you said, I love it when they say, oh, I can talk to anybody. That doesn't matter. For sure. Talking to people does not matter. Are you, are you thick-skinned or you think sales will teach you a lot of valuable lessons? I would tell you if you, it's not that I love cold calling. I don't love getting my teeth kicked in, okay? <laughs> but I'm going to tell you something. I learned a lot of great lessons through that all that have helped me through a lot of places. Mental. And obviously this list, when the most common denominator between all the richest people in the world are their first jobs were sales, if that doesn't tell you that maybe if you want to learn a new skill set, Look, join a little get get one of those multi-level marketing things just on the side to push yourself to go do sales to learn that to hone that craft just for the heck of it for educational purposes. But I promise you, it'll make you better off in the long run. All right, we're running out of time. We're gonna come back with second segment of second shot. He likes cowboy hats and boots. And he's a suit and tie kind of guy. Chad Prather and Heath Oaks host more of Second Shot coming up on RNCN. Hey everybody, it's Chad here, and if you know anything about me, you know that I read a lot of books, at least three to four a week, and there's one that I've read several times. It's by my buddy, Heath Oaks. It's called Ignorance on Fire, Failing Your Way to Success. If you want to have your life changed in your business, in your relationships, in the way you look at the world of success, you need to pick up Ignorance on Fire. Go to Amazon.com, buy the book, leave a review. I promise you, you're going to love it. Go get it today. Ignorance on Fire by Heath Oaks, Failing Your Way to Success. Ready, aim, fire. Second Shot is back for another round on the Real News Communications Network. We top flight security of the world, Craig. Not just the town, the world. The world. Yeah. Top five. Yeah, I love that movie. Like, the Fridays. Like those are some of the best. That's probably not good to talk about. I don't care. Well, like Friday and next Friday. Dude, I love them. Friday after the next. (laughs) Oh sure. We top flight security of the world. You're probably really young for that one. No, I'm the original. I've watched a hundred times. Okay, (laughs) that was my bedtime movie when I was about eighth or ninth grade. That's why you're so screwed up in the head. I am. I get it. That's why you're messed up. Your bedtime movie was Friday. I tried to let my wife let me do that with one of the kids, but she wouldn't. (laughs) All right, so not really. Here's a good thing. This headline right here is is like this is this is epic. Okay, so. I'm gonna. Uh, so it says leaked. Watch MSNBC's um, Lawrence O'Donnell's unhinged outtakes for eight crazy minutes. So this is national anchor, and obviously had some issues going on when this is mic in between shots, and this is hilarious. So I want Zach to play a little piece of the clip. Um, are we going to bleep out the the stuff? We are. Okay. Yes. So so so. We, you don't have to watch it with your kids. We will bleep out <laughs> yeah. the stuff. So yeah, here, we'll censor this. Here we go. We gotta listen to this. The new sheriff of Maricopa County, who beat Joe Arpaio, joins us next. I don't know why I bother to say how to cut the slots when you don't do it. (laughs) I just don't, I don't know why I, I just. So now I have to chase those stupid (laughs) entrails that you allowed him to stick out there. (laughs) Jesus Christ. He throws down his pen. Crazy (laughs) 
fucking sound coming in my ear, this fucking stupid hammering. I told you why I wanted those fucking words cut. Okay, I mean, that's that's epic. I mean, is that not just, like, in between his side, and then go straight back to, and Donald Trump is the United Nations, <laughs> da, 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 da. Right. Obviously, somebody was in his ear, and somebody was getting after it, but, man, that is hilarious. He lost it. Like, you got to go watch the video. Uh, maybe you can go to the show notes, and we'll have it in there, but you got to watch this video and see his face. He gets as red as I do at times and just... <laughs> Like he's throwing stuff. I like it when you get it. It's pretty funny. Yeah. I'll run it on the YouTube video. So if you're if you're watching on YouTube, you can see it. Yeah, we'll have it. That's yeah, great. It's great. Does Heath ever like get like unhinged like that? Does he, he lose it? Oh, sometimes. I mean, like he and I do a lot. Like if you, especially if we get talking about business, we'll 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 go at each other. Like most people, are like what in the world? Yeah, we can. He keeps his cool actually a lot better than I do. Around it, around you know everybody else most of the time. So uh-huh. yeah, I mean, he does, I, if I lose funny. it, I lose it. I will lose it with Robert and in, in or, or <clears throat> with with just him and not in front of like a lot of people. It'll be uh-huh. because he he knows he just listened to me vent or whatever. Because we all have to. Yeah, it's he he can be funny sometimes. I get off on him usually and laugh because I like it when he gets fired up because he usually stays very positive. So when he gets fired up, it's pretty funny. Like, yeah, when, when I whenever whenever I do get there, um, it's it's a very different Heath to where there's something that is that is pushed. It it's not a, a regular occurrence at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can definitely tell. There's I don't do I don't have a lot of restraint in hiding it when it does happen because you can tell it from my emails to text messages to phone call. Like you don't even have to look at me and you can tell. And so I'm not very good at hiding it, so I'm glad it doesn't happen often. Well, and everyone, like, gets there, right? Like, sure. we all get to that threshold where it's just your breaking point. Like, things have been compiling, 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 and you lose it. So is there a way that you can recover from that? I mean... So thinking about that, let's think about it with our personal, too. So for him, okay, his brand now will always be an asshole. Forever. Mm-hmm. I mean... This can be hard to come back from that, from not being an asshole. Possibly was before that, just by looking at how easily he was able to unhinge himself. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That, that was easy and looked normal. Now, let me ask you this. In your world with your team, maybe with your kids, maybe with your wife, when you lose it, how do you rebuild the brand? What, do you, what are the steps you do to rebuild that brand? Whether you're somebody like him who, needs re, who may need to... Hey, look, either rebuild the brand or embrace being the asshole and run with it, right? I there mean, you go. They can both do one of the two, okay? Now, to all of us normal people, um, in our brand, in w- whether it's with our kids or our wife or in our business with our leadership team, that we all lose our cool from now and then, how do you rebuild? What's the steps you do if you made the most mistakes to start getting back to normal? To me, step one is owning it, admitting, hey, I did it, yeah, so now we got to go from here and, and – take the right steps to to rebuild it if that's what you feel like you need to do and you know what i would say too is i honestly agree with robert on this fact is number one thing is owning it thing you know we went back and talked about it that one time with all the baseball players that all denied the taking steroids Mm -hmm. but then we all couldn't think about that one yankee that owned it right away as soon as it all came out and like nobody can even remember his name like you know the one person that like owned it right away that was in steroid use couldn't tell you, and I'm a big baseball fan. Okay, so why? Somewhat. Because he owned it immediately. You can think of A-Rod, Barry Bonds, Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, and you think about them all in the negative light because they never owned it, okay? Still the This guy, dude, right? I, I, I'm, I'm uh, Andy Pettit. He was a pitcher, wasn't it? And, no. Yeah. yeah, it was Andy, Andy Pettit. Andy was a pitcher. For him. But, and, but, but wasn't it him? That, yes. And he owned it immediately. Um, yes, yeah, Andy. It was Andy Pettit. You're yeah, right. And, and so, like, nobody thinks about it because he owned it. 
I think the first step is on it. You have to go. I always tell people when you make your mistake, your first thing to do is go to your team and say, guys, gals, I screwed up. I made a mistake. This is my fault. I'm going to correct it. I hope I apologize, and I hope that uh, this doesn't happen in the future. And straight up own it. You know, with your wife or your kids, if you make a mistake and you go to your wife and you just own your failures or you go to your husband and own it, I believe taking ownership of something lets a lot of people's guards down. It does. So what, what was it you said after the own it? As far as the steps to take to, to, you know, like you're saying, go conversate. Make sure everybody understands, hey, you know, and figure out what it is that caused you to do that and try to, you know, make a somewhat of a difference, you know, and kind of not to get off on a tangent about this, but one of the things that I saw most about this or thought most about this was is, you know what? You never know who's watching. You never know who's recording. You never mm-hmm. know what's going on. So you you you, you got to be a little aware of what's going on around you before you make yourself look like a complete jackass, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so and it goes for anybody. I mean, you never know who's watching you. You never know who's you know. I've got my my godson's eighteen years old. He's he's a good football player, and I tell him all the time that's, you know, there's people watching you. you don't even realize they're watching you. So are you making? Are you doing the right things? Are you are you doing you know on and off the the field, on and off in the classroom, in front of these little kids? Same thing for him. Mm-hmm. He made a he made a bad mistake. He didn't keep his cool. Didn't keep his self control. And here's what happened. So you're right. He can either say, "Hey, I'm just an asshole, and that's who I'm going to be," or own it, and then, you know, recognize that next time that happens, remember what happened the last time. Well, and that's the thing is, if you don't understand what it was that unhinged you there to lose that cool that much, like after you own it, you have to have enough self awareness. Okay, how did that get triggered? Because right. here's the thing. Here, here's you may tell you where owning it, Kristen, will fail you. Mm-hmm is when you have to own it five times a week because you lose your cool every day. Yeah. <laughs> that does you no good, okay? So let me tell you, if you are the asshole out there and you are unhinged all the time, you cannot just keep saying, oh, I own it. I was mean. You know, like, it, it doesn't work if you do it every day, okay? Um, and at sure. some point, you are just who you are. Mm-hmm. But if you want to make your changes, I can promise you humility and understanding your, your faults with it and owning that mistake will be the first step to recovery, in my opinion, to rebuilding your brand at all. And we see it. Like in that steroid usage, this is the best, most relevant uh, way to do it. The people who owned the steroid use, nobody can even remember. The people who have fought it are the ones that every single one of us remember still to this day because they will not own their mistakes. And it's a problem with society in general. You need to be teaching your kids how to own it. You need to go own it with them. Yes, you are the parent, but you know what? If you screw up with your kids, you need to go own it with them. They need to see that taking ownership doesn't matter if you're the parent or the child or um, the leadership figure or not, your children need to see you own it if you screw up with them, not just because, oh, I'm the parent. No, go own it. Your kids need to see what owning it is because I think in life in general, if our people start taking more ownership and self-responsibility for their actions, then in general, we're going to be in a lot better spot. And if your kids see you doing it with them, I had, things are better. I had to do it the other day with my son. He's getting. He's in. He's a freshman in high school, and he's in the band. They practice more than the football team does. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. And I got up one morning, and we were supposed to be there at one time, and then we found out it was another time. And I was like, "Damn, you know, they need to get. You know, need to get this right." I could tell it kind of pissed him off. And then I felt bad the next day, so I went. I, I was like, I went upstairs and said, "Hey, man, you know, my bad. I shouldn't have lost my cool. It's something you love doing. Keep doing it. Work. You know, work hard at it. You know, and keep moving forward because I don't want him to think, hey, he doesn't like this or." Hey, he just loses his cool over anything. You know, it's you're right. You know, it's well, but one it, of those things. And you I bring. think the, less, the lesson that you didn't even bring up there is that he just got to see you own a mistake. Sure. So it's going to be what, easier for him when he makes mistakes to go own it with right, his spouses sure. and with his people in life in general. Because I mean, 
would you not be, would you not agree if you ever worked for somebody who's done anything like that that the ones that come in and own it don't you have just so much more respect I can't, for them? I can't sure. hardly work with people that won't and own it, up to things. It, it just drives me. I I lost my mind the other day with Heath on the phone with a guy because you just gotta own things, man. You just it makes you, you can grow. You can't grow if you're not owning them. And even if it's like a day or two later, it shows that you've been thinking about it. Yeah, that it's been something sure. on your mind. You've been going, man, I, I really screwed that up. I need to do something. Most of the time, it's, it's going it's to important. take a day or two because you need to calm down For sure. to realize that you made a mistake because in the heat of it, you won't. So right. um, we're going to wrap it up here, but I'm going to tell you this. Own it. Teach your kids how to own it by owning your mistakes as a parent. You're not above the law here. All right. Come back. Third segment of Second Shot. Now that's what I call ignorance on fire. More of Second Shot with Chad and Heath still to come. To all of my friends in the great state of Texas, if you would like to cut your power bill in half tomorrow, go to energyogre.com, put in the promo code WATCHCHAD. I will tell you that I have saved over 65% on my first year using energyogre.com. They do all the work for you, and they save you money at the same time so you never have to worry about it again. Again, go to energyogre.com, promo code WATCHCHAD, and save some money. Kick off your boots or suit up. The choice is yours. Welcome back to Second Shot with Chad and Heath on RNCN. Coming back to the third segment of Second Shot, if we had Kristen running the show here, she'd be like in the first segment or the fifth segment or something. Hard to keep track. Time no flies clue. when you're having yeah. fun. Yeah. Thank God and for And the me. sugar's kicking in from the Skittles on Heath right now. Yeah. yeah. I'm like Everybody getting knows. wired right now. All the sugar's like <laughs> coming to me. You know, it's one of those, it's like. He hadn't eaten in a while, so. Watch the YouTube videos. I was cramming Skittles in my face. <laughs> I love gummy bears and gummy worms. You like the trolleys? The little trolley? Little trolley. If it's gummy, I like it. Yeah, not the chocolate. You go for the sweet, like I love the, the sugar, Skittles. Airhead, Starburst, yes. Skittles. Man, yeah. Airheads, back in the day, I, my tongue be blue as get out of get those blue <laughs> Airheads. <laughs> what are the little round things they used to have? What, Lifesavers? No, 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 no. no. Runts? Little, no, man, they came in a two. Chewy, run, chewy runts oh, are good. Oh, sprees? Sprees. Uh, they got chewy sprees, too. No. Smarties. I don't know. I can't I no? have to think about it. Oh, man, I feel like I'm hitting They're about that big around. About yeah. that no, they're not sprees. Shockers. No, I'm way off. I, I, what are they called, man? Never mind. We're gonna get, we're gonna run out of time here thinking about that. Man, you'll y- figure just it start out. Talking, I really love candy. Yeah, I'm a candy. That's what I, like the the sugary kind. The sugar high is mm. high right now. Yeah. Shameless candy plug here on second shot. Skip, so lifesavers gummies. If you want to sponsor the show, I will be more than happy <laughs> to eat all the lifesaver gummies sure. that you possibly need. We're happy to Kay? do that on camera. So send them my way, please. No. Third segment, what we do is we take listener emails, secondshotcast at gmail.com. Shoot us any type of uh, questions, comments, or anything you've got in general. We want to bring it up and, and talk about you. So the first one, we got Justin Fowler, who's where I'm from, actually. Justin Fowler is from uh, Troop. He's out from Concord, where, where we're from there, Rob, Roberto. You're from Concord. Yeah. <laughs> Un- unfortunately for you, you're from Troop. He's like, don't loop me I'm from Concord. That. Correct. And I can't spell Carlisle, so don't even get started on that. So oh, let's go. my God. Oh, I'm so glad you just brought that up. I oh, to. I have to bring this up. So, Robert, when Carlisle, I went to high school at Carlisle, they went Troop. Robert decided one weekend, whenever Troop was playing Carlisle, that he went down to the Carlisle sidelines. Uh, they were making us paint the field. The coaches paint, were. They were painting the field, and they're, they're at Troop. Mm-hmm. And he went on the Carlisle side. And Robert decided to sneak in and write, Carlisle sucks. From the 40 to the 40. 
from the 40 to the 40. I was and really he proud misspelled of Carlisle. Yeah. Get you some. <laughs> yeah, literally spelled like Carlisle. Like, so, like how like funny L-Y-L-E. is that? Like L Y L. No, like <laughs> no, it's not L Y L E. Thank no, you. No, that's how you spell oh, it. Oh yeah, though. for sure. <laughs> yeah. So L I S L E. Okay, I got it now. How funny is that? Like it's like Carlisle sucks. Ha ha. Everybody gets their car. It's like, dude, you're the idiot. You're the one who can't spell. You know. Yeah. When I was sitting in the principal's office, he was looking at me, walking out, laughing, and I found like, what are you laughing about? He goes. Not only did you embarrass the whole school, but you can't even spell Carlisle. I was like, oh, <laughs> You damn. can't insult us if you don't know our name. <laughs> That's great. I forgot about that. I'm glad uh, you brought that up. Uh, Justin Fowler, from where I'm from, listen every week. Enjoy um, everyone on me said uh, that Heath, that my dad um, and uh, Jason Taylor both spoke at his grandpa's funeral. And listening to the last podcast about love reminded him something that um, his grandpa had told Jason Taylor when he was living and working with him. Uh, told Jason that love isn't something you find, it is something you work for, and you have to work for it every day. Strong words from a strong man, in my opinion. Love what y'all do. And he's right. Like, his grandpa and his grandma have been married for, like, forever. They were the classic old couple in forever, and and I agree with that. I don't know if you listened to the last podcast where we talked about agape love, that love is a choice, that you don't just um, wake up and have these feelings every day of love. Like, you have to choose sure. to continue to love somebody and work for it every day. And I know that you and I have had conversations. You agree with that as well. For sure. But, Justin, thanks for the shout-out. Appreciate it, man. Uh, appreciate you listening. Next one. This is interesting. Caleb. Uh, Caleb, what's up? Chad and Heath, been listening to y'all since fifth podcast. Feel like I've learned a lot from your own personal experience. I'm in the process of becoming a North Carolina state trooper, and your podcasts have really encouraged me to pursue my dreams no matter the fear of failure. But I have a topic for you this week. Protesters pulled down a Confederate statue in honor of their ancestries and slavery. This actually just happened this past week in Dallas as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe the Civil War is about state rights, not slavery, but that's a whole different topic. What do y'all think about this issue? Is it right for them to be able to change our history simply because they don't agree with it or understand what really happened? Is it, or is it freedom of speech, or is it breaking the law? I know you're probably getting bombarded, but I want to send this over. Caleb? Nope. We want to address this. Kind of. Kind of. <laughs> this is a touchy subject. This is such a, t- t- a, a touchy subject, and it's touchy because it's in so many ways. It's kind of like, um, you know... Um, it's hard. I always say, like, in, in sales, for instance, I can go have a conversation and I can help Robert. When Robert was starting, he was going through the rough time going broke because I, Heath Oaks, had also been broke trying to start it myself. If I, Heath Oaks, would have grew up with a silver spoon and never went broke, I couldn't go have that conversation with Robert, right? So it's hard for me to address it based on the people that are they're doing it with the, um, the uh, race that has dealt with what happened with the Civil War versus me, right? You know, like I, like I, it's hard for me to be in their shoes and say this is how I see it as well. Um, I, I have... A lot of different opinions on this, and, and my wife and I have a lot of disagreements and agreements with it because I'm trying to understand all aspects of it myself, and I don't know if I've fully formed everything with it. What are your thoughts? Oh, man. You know more personally about me than these listeners. Oh, will, wait, and Caleb, sure, all you got to so. do is go to watch Chad and listen to Chad's stuff, and you can find <laughs> out very surely where he stands. Here, you know, it's a touchy subject in a lot of ways for me. Um, up until probably the last four or five years, me knowing the, and being around the people and the cultures that I've been around, I was completely ignorant to a lot of things that do do and do not happen with any race of people. Um, I've, I try to raise my kids in the fact that you, unless you've walked a mile in someone's shoes, don't judge, don't 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 reach out and try to make something out of nothing. You know, make sure you understand before you say things because you can start really making a lot of tidal waves with things even you don't know. You know, I'm big into culture, uh, whether it's african-american culture white culture other countries so i love i love love learning about people i think that's a lot of the problems we have in our country today is there's certain cultures of people 
that don't know or understand or taking the time to understand the culture of other people. So it, it's kind of a weird subject for me. Um, you can't change history, yeah. bottom line, in my opinion. I agree. So, well, you know what you know what it's kind of like to me not to – I mean, it's not kind of like it because it's on a different scale. But it's like with USC back in Reggie Bush and all them. They won. They were like one of the most epic college football teams of all time. What, three and four years? At the, sure. I mean, they literally will go down as one of the best all-time college football teams. Eight years later, they come back and take their titles from them because Reggie Bush was – because um, mama had a house or had something. Had a house and found out right. somebody eight years later, right? Now, who in anybody's mind does not think of USC as being the national championship? Not me. Not still a single person. Yeah. They, they took, quote unquote, the, that title away, but did they? No. Right. We all still see them as the greatest still. I believe that you don't go back and take that. I believe that you just have right context, and it's up to you as a parent and as family members to have the right explanations on your on your beliefs on on that on if that sh- if they should have. Uh, been disciplined or not, right? So and you're talking. I will tell you this, Caleb. That um, I, I I agree that I don't believe you should. You can change history, okay? I believe that it's your job as parents to educate your kids on those things. So, like, but I will say, Caleb, let's be real. It's, it wasn't real. Was Civil War really about states' rights? I mean, let's let's all get honest here. There's, there's or was it have a lot to do with slavery? It did. Well, it's now, the perception it had anyways it now. So perception's reality. We talk about it all the time. So, of but, course. But again, I don't believe you don't go back and take these statues. I don't believe you go change history. I believe what you do is that, that if you disagree with that, you need to take your kids out there and explain to them your thoughts and beliefs. It's your job as a parent. No matter what, we can take the statues down. All of your kids are all still today going to see and know about the Civil War, about slavery, about all of those things. You're still going to have to educate them on that. Whether or not there's statues or there's not, it's just like with USC – you can go back and take those titles away on paper, but in all reality, everybody still knows they that the, the USC best, was the best time. teams there were. You know what I mean? Like, I believe that we're going about it in such and a way that we're reacting so fast to one or a couple brings up. I'm you're I, also I dealing with sympathize. a minute group of people, though. Yeah. You got to think about that. There's less than probably one percent on this side that's trying to tear it down, and there's less than one percent on this side that's trying. You know that, and then you have the other large group of people that are what I would call contributing forces to society in the United States, which are Americans, whether you're black, white, brown, pink, purple, or gray, and we're letting these type of people distract distract what our ultimate goal really is. It's coming together, not exactly. tearing it apart. Because here's the, here's the reality of it. I'll tell you this, Caleb, is that do, do I, I don't believe you can change history, but I will tell you this. I'm not going out and spending my time to protest and I, taking it I've down. Got I could care less enough. You know what I mean? I don't care enough about it, and I'm going to be honest, Caleb, to go out there and spend my time to try and stop it. Because you know why? I have the authority over anybody knowing, my kids, my daughter knowing about all kinds of the history that I want her to know about. I don't need that statue in any part to, to do me the justice. So... I don't care enough to be going and fighting and worrying about it. A, B, I don't believe you can change history. Um, do I? I think that everybody should have calmed down and everybody should take a little more time to think about these things and really think it through before we just react to stuff. I think sure. that all of these states are reacting so fast and they need to slow down a, and take time. I have a pair of shoes in my in my closet I've had since I got in the insurance business that I wore for a year because I couldn't afford another pair of shoes that the soles are falling off. The water used to get underneath them, and my daughter found them the other day. She goes, "Why do you keep these?" And I said to remind me of where I came from so I don't forget where I came from and to know I don't want to go back to there. See, that's another mindset. Why don't you take them by and go, look, this is what, exactly. yeah, I, yeah. It's all about the perceptions, and there's those 1% on each side I don't that go are back irate about it all. For sure. It's, and it's a small group of people that we're letting yeah. Yeah. get on TV and do whatever crazy stuff they're doing, I guess. All right, so thank Rob, you guys. Robert Halbert on LinkedIn, right? That's it. LinkedIn's all, all right. I got. At Heathos, at Ignorance on Fire, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. 
secondshotcast at gmail.com and go look up Chad at Watch Chad Political Cowboy. Until right, next time, we love y'all. Thanks for having me. You guys stay out of trouble. Destination for premium talk radio.